Hello and welcome to A Mighty Practice, a podcast about how to identify and overcome your creative roadblocks. I'm your host, artist and coach, Christine Garvey. In each episode, I'll share challenges I've encountered in my own creative practice over the last 15 years and techniques I've developed to work through them. If you're feeling blocked, frustrated, or overwhelmed in your creative work and you don't know where to go, you are not alone, my friends, and you're in the right place. Hey artists, how are you? Hope you're doing great wherever you are. Welcome to another Friday at a Mighty Practice, your go-to spot for a little creative lift. Uh, I have been up since 5.30 this morning, which is too fucking early. And the reason why I've been up since 5.30 this morning is because I have an opening, uh, or sorry, a show right now at a gallery here in Austin called Good Luck Have Fun. And there is this very fun thing that happens in Austin called the uh, Artist Run Club. And they wake up really, really early and they go to galleries early in the morning and then they go on a run. It's cute, right? And so I have been up uh, really early because I gave them a tour of the gallery and then those those crazy motherfuckers went on a run. 6.30 in the morning. So God bless them. Very early in the morning to talk about your art, but it was great. If you're in Austin, I have a show up with the artist Annie Miller called Care Slash Take about um, our work and our relationship to motherhood, how it shows up in our work. And that's going on until the end of January. Putting that together was so fun. There's going to be a review and an interview with me and Annie in Glass Tire Magazine coming out. So I'll share all of that stuff. If you're on the newsletter, you'll get it. If you follow us on the gram, you'll get it. So stay tuned. But it's been a busy month. And I'm sure it has been for you. The holidays always kind of come up on us. And it's it's freaky because we have the holidays and then all of a sudden it's the new year. Right? And then we're in that kind of like goal setting mode. And it happens kind of in a flash and in a panic. And that is why this month I have been focusing on the goal setting theme. To give you guys some content to digest over the holidays while you're hopefully having some time to rest and reflect and you're thinking about what's next in 2024. So this is the second episode in the series of four, if you didn't listen to the first one already, about how to set goals that you actually want. Go check that out. And today's episode is really about prioritizing your goals, but I didn't like the name of that episode because that's not very sexy. How to prioritize your goals. That sounds like incredibly boring. Um, but this felt more relevant. Why you're not reaching your goals. The goals, your ambitions for your creative work. Why you might not meeting, be meeting with some of those expectations that you have. Or some of the things that you want to achieve. Like what are some common obstacles that artists face when setting and trying to reach their creative goals. So we're going to talk about that today. Um, this January, we're enrolling our six month coaching program around goal setting. So I want you to think, what is one big juicy goal that you have wanted to accomplish in your creative work, but you haven't had the confidence to do it? And maybe you've been making for a while. And you're still like, why do I not have the confidence to go after this thing yet? Like, what am I waiting for to go after this thing? What are some examples? Maybe it's trying to get a gallery to represent your work. 
Maybe it's starting a film project, a big ambitious project that you feel overwhelmed by. Maybe it's trying something new in your work that feels really, really risky and wanting support and feedback on it. Maybe it's trying to get funding for your work. Maybe it's trying to get a residency abroad. What feels like something that you really want and you want accountability and support for going after it, to build the creative life that you want to build, to be in community with other people when you do it? Because here are some of the things that usually get in the way. Um, isolation right? So I'm doing this thing, this artist life alone all the time, really freaking hard. I say that from experience. <laughs> it's really easy to be like, why am I doing this? Get in my own head, all that stuff. If you're an artist, it happens to you. You're not the only one. Overwhelmed. We get pulled in a lot of different directions. We don't know what deserves our attention, what the season is that we're going to be focusing on. That's what you do in this coaching work, right? We, we, laser in on something we help you focus we give you the confidence to focus that's a really big thing another thing that gets in the way for artists inner critic how do we quiet that inner critic so you develop the work so you go after the goal so you send that scary email what has to happen for you to do that um, this program is really set up to give you the structure the accountability the feedback to reach that goal and making that goal manageable and achievable and i'm going to keep you in in line in doing that right and i'm going to hold your hand a little bit along the way because we need that support as artists it's really hard to do this work on your own so go check that out on mightypractice.com in our reach your goals goal setting and if you want to learn more about the program and you want to talk more deeply about this talk to me come to our free workshop on january 4th called your creative ambition how to set and reach your creative goals it's going to be great all right, so today I wanted to give you a little insight and a little structure uh, around this concept of not reaching your goals. What are five common pitfalls around goal setting, some troubles that artists usually face when it comes to setting and trying to achieve their something they really care about, something that's meaningful to them. And generally, when in doubt, when you're experiencing stuckness, what do you need to do? You've been listening to this podcast for long enough. You have this framework for understanding the creative process and understanding stuckness. That is the place that we always start when we're trying to understand where we get stuck. So what are the five stages of the creative process that we teach? They are clear, play, fuel, generate, and reflect. And we know we get stuck when we overinvest in a particular stage and that each of us gravitates towards a particular stage because we get some kind of satisfaction out of spending a long time there. Well, guess what? The same thing shows up in your goal setting. You like a particular stage. Maybe you like that testing stage of like trying out a lot of different goals and not knowing what deserves your attention. Maybe you like that fueling stage, that comparison, that moving the goalpost kind of uh, energy of goal setting. Maybe you really like the generate stage where you got too many goals going on, right? And those are all forms of self-sabotage, things that get in the way and prevent us from focusing on and moving in the direction that we actually want towards the thing that we really, really want to achieve, which oftentimes requires our focused energy and we're dispersed in many different places. Okay, so clear, getting ready, preparing, play, testing and experimenting, fuel, looking outward for information, generate, 
making a bunch of stuff without prematurely examining the results, and then reflect, reviewing with a sense of curiosity versus criticism. Those are the stages. Now, if we understand where we spend too much time when it relates to goal setting, then we know what we need to do to get unstuck to solve our problem. So let's look at how these kind of goal setting roadblocks show up at each stage. Let's say, let's go with the first stage. Let's say you're somebody who spends a lot of time at the clear stage. Okay, what is that clear stage? That clear stage is the preparing, the checking, the organizing, all of that stuff to getting ready that we have to do before we take action. It's often creating time, creating space, all of those beginning kind of preparation elements of uh, before we move into play. So when people spend a lot of time in this stage, especially as it relates to like trying to work towards something that they want to accomplish, they often really struggle with their relationship with obligation. So they have a massive to-do list, right? They have everything that they have to get done before they can focus on their book project, before they can jump into their film project. And they have to, you know, check off the items on that to-do list before they can give time to their creative work. And the reason behind that, right, is that they, a piece of them feels like they don't deserve to create that time for their creative work because maybe when they create that time for their creative work, it doesn't deliver a result that they need. That result might be the satisfaction that they get from finishing the dishes or the satisfaction they get from, you know, getting a paycheck or doing something that gives them a, a specific type of result that they're expecting. And we know that creative work doesn't work like that. We don't get an immediate result. We don't get an immediately beautiful painting. We don't get an immediately like, a, you know, New York Times bestseller. And so it can be frustrating to engage in that process, but it's also painful when we don't do it right? So what this person often does is they spend a lot of time in that clear stage, you know, grappling with their obligation, trying to do all the other things they have to do first, because there's a satisfaction they get from completing those things, making that to-do list shorter, they get a thrill from that. But, you know, they're not acting on their goal. They're just doing all the preparation work, a lot of motion versus acting on the goal, moving into play. So that's what happens when that person gets stuck at clear. They're struggling with their relationship to obligation and they're not moving the goal forward and trying to get a result around the goal, but they're focusing on the things that they can control, these kind of small things in their world, often their massive to-do list. And I get it. I say that because I have been that person. Every, every uh, type on this list I, ha I have experienced. So you're not alone if you are struggling with that clear stage. What's the second stage? Play. When it comes to goal setting, what is the person who loves the play stage struggle with? Well, they struggle with picking an area of focus. Do you know this one? So say you have, it's 2024 and you're like, all right, what am I focusing on? Not just this year, but this season over the next four months. What is it? I want to, I, there is this thing I really want to work towards, but I can't really decide on one single project. I feel passionate about a lot of different things and what artists end up doing instead of having the confidence to make a choice. You heard that right. Focus, creating focus in your creative work is about confidence. 
because you have to have the confidence to choose a direction and that is painful sometimes right because you have to say i i'm confident enough to know that i am not going to focus my attention in this one area right now that doesn't mean it's forever but i want this this number one project to really succeed and that the only way it's going to succeed is if it gets my focus and attention and i have the confidence to know that not everything is going to fall apart if i just give my focus and attention to this one thing. So oftentimes with people who struggle in that play stage, they really overinvest in that play stage is they're dispersing themselves. They're testing out a lot of different goals. They're doing way too many things and you know, they're getting scattered and everything is their their focus is divided and they kind of, you know, nothing really gets the amount of attention it, it needs to succeed and that is a form of self-sabotage. They're doing something called spray and pray. Have you heard of this? This is something my coach says. Spray and pray is when you just shoot a whole bunch of stuff out, like you've applied a whole bunch of open calls, you just throw your hat in the ring for a million different things without really thinking about it, and you just cross your fingers and pray it's going to work out, that something's going to like, you know, tell you what to do. And we can't we can't make decisions that way. We cannot spray and pray. So if you're stuck at that play stage, that's a little bit of what you're doing, okay? You're not allowing yourself to pick a direction, pick an area of focus. You're doing the spray and pray. Okay, stage number three, fuel. What happens to people with goal setting, who struggle with goal setting, who like the fuel stage? Well, people who really love the fuel stage are always struggling with looking outside of themselves, that's really their number one challenge. So looking outside of themselves in the studio for the right answer, looking outside of themselves for in their career for the right answer and their personal lives for the right answer. And they can become searchers, right? And, and that searching quality can be very positive in some aspects of their lives where they, uh, it's, it's an asset where they can really make an amazing discoveries and, and discover things before other people, but can all be, also be self-destructive. Because maybe something that the, the searcher does is that they allow the goalposts to change. They allow the goal to change all the time. Versus that person at the play stage where they're maybe setting, you know, trying out a bunch of different goals. The fuel person is shifting their goal all the time, moving the goal post, maybe uh, making the goal post a little bit higher, raising the bar on themselves based on outside information. So they're often influenced by outside information in a way that's not always constructive for what they want to move towards. They're getting influenced often by someone else's goals. Their goal becomes too porous. Now, we're not saying that goals need to become rigid. They do need to be flexible sometimes, but they also need to be really centered on what's important to you and what are your guiding principles. And if that fuel comes in too often and too soon, then that goal can become really, really wiggly. And what I noticed over six months, over a year, is that it, it kind of gets influenced by too much fuel, too much input from various sources. And, and then it is no longer exciting and relevant to the person because they've let too much in, they've become too porous. That can be a struggle for somebody who overinvests in the fuel stage. That can be their struggle with goal setting. Okay, let's go to generate. You know what this problem is. For all of my generate people, you know what your goal setting problem is. What is it? You set too many goals, bro. Too many. 
And then when you set too many goals, what happens? You burn out. Nothing is allowed to grow. You get tumbleweed growth. You're trying to grow in a lot of different directions and you're pushing the energy out really strongly in a lot of different directions. That's different from my, my fuel or my play people is like the generate people have a lot of energy and they're really trying to push and grow. Uh, but there's too many goals. There's a little too, they're a little too hungry. And the thing with ambition is that ambition is an amazing thing, but it's also about having confidence to pick a direction and to focus your energy in the area you believe in and to really let that thing succeed, to really let it develop, right? So like I said earlier, so for my people at Generate, a piece of what happens is that there is the feeling of failure, that if I don't try to achieve all of these different goals, if I don't put in a lot of effort, then I'm going to fail. And they set a lot of different goals as a way to protect themselves. So that if they feel busy, if they feel like they have a lot of uh, irons in the fire, that they feel in a way in control, like they are succeeding. And what they end up doing is not only making themselves feel scattered and overwhelmed and overstimulated, but they also, you know, deplete their energy quite quickly, especially their creative energy. And and that in itself can be a form of self-sabotage because there will never be enough for them to accomplish to feel a sense of satisfaction. Even if you set all those goals, this is to my generate people, and you achieved all those goals, you would not experience the feeling of satisfaction that you're looking for because you're working from a place of scarcity you with me okay so we have to be conscious of that in our practice and work you know with that in mind and not beat ourselves up along the way okay generate and then reflect for my people who love reflect they struggle with overanalyzing overthinking putting everything up in the noggin doing all that planning and thinking ahead of time and not moving things into action. That's the other thing about goal setting is that you can have a plan and it can be specific and you can have a vision and you can go after what feels scary, but you have to start taking action. And then you, and that's the thing that's going to help you move forward. And oftentimes with my reflect people, they love motion versus action. So how does James Clear, this is a concept from James Clear and his book, Atomic Habits. Great read. Go read that. He says, here's how he describes those two things. When you're in motion, you're planning and strategizing and learning. Those are all good things, but they don't produce a result. Action, on the other hand, is the type of behavior that will deliver an outcome. And so my reflect people is like, they're not even planning and strategizing the way my clear people are. My clear people have like a list, right? And they're starting to kind of like, you know, create some time, make their space, move in the direction. My reflect people are fully in their own heads. (laughs) They're just like completely up in their own heads to the point that they can't even, you know, move into that planning first step of clear. And that there's a lot of rumination, right? There's a lot of perfectionism there and there's a lot of overwhelm. And we don't want perfect to be the enemy of good, right? Isn't that the saying? Or is it good, the enemy of perfect? I always confuse that one. You know what I mean. 
So what do we know um, about stuckness, right? It's like that we spend too much time at this stage. And, and that for the reflection person is getting out of rumination and getting into the clear stage. Okay. So here's what I want to do. I want to give you, maybe you identified with clear, maybe you identified with fuel, whatever. I want to give you questions to think about that's going to help you take that first step to, to overcoming the roadblock as it relates to goal setting and a little homework for you. Okay. So for my clear people, what is their challenge? Their challenge is obligation. That's the big one. Here's my question for you. What do you believe has to happen before you can dedicate time to your goal? Does that have to be true? Does that have to be true? Are you making that true? Is that really true? Or is it something you're telling yourself as a way to protect yourself from getting started? Number two, this is for my play people. Your challenge is focus. If you had 50% more confidence, what would you be doing differently in your creative work? What goal would you allow yourself to focus on that would be exciting? What are you scared to focus on? What do you believe would happen if you focused on one thing? Number three, for my fuel people, their challenge is moving the goalpost being too porous with their goal, letting it be influenced all the time. Where are you seeking assurances that you've chosen the right goal, that you're on the right path? Can you turn down the volume in those areas and focus with faith on your own efforts? Food for thought, my fuel folks. Number four, my generate people. What's your challenge? Too many goals, y'all. Too many. Here's my question for you. What is the creative season you're in right now? If you could pick one, just one big, juicy project you wanted to focus your creative efforts on, what would it be? Do you focus on a lot of different things as a way to protect yourself so that you feel busy? Do you equate busyness with success? What do you end up self-sabotaging by doing that? How do you use that to protect yourself, to get in your own way? That's a lot of different questions, but think about it. All right, and then my last one for my reflection people. Their challenge is motion up in the head, up in the control tower versus action. What is an action you can take today to get you closer to a result? It's not thinking it's not criticizing, it's not planning. Those are all efforts of motion, but an action is a behavior that will deliver you a result in your goal. Listen to the podcast on motion versus action for more on that one. All right, take those questions with you, little gift for the holidays. And if you want to talk more about this and you wanna tell me about your specific goal setting ambition challenge, come to our January 4th workshop, Your Creative Ambition, How to Set and Reach Your Creative Goals. Find more in the link or go to our website to sign up. Thanks, y'all. Have a great holiday. I'll talk to you soon.
If you want to dig deeper into some of the ideas we talked about here today, you have to come check out my new school for artists at amightypractice.com. We offer classes and coaching to give artists of all levels what they need to get started and stay motivated in their creative work. Find out more by going to amightypractice.com or stay in touch with what we're doing by signing up for our bi-weekly newsletter. Thanks, y'all.